Welcome to this special Emmy-themed edition of the TV Line podcast. In the coming weeks, we will be conducting expanded Q&As with our Dream Emmy contenders, actors and producers we believe deserve to be recognized at this year's Emmy Awards. Included in that list is actress Ellie Kemper, the star of Netflix's The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is currently out with its Emmy-eligible third season. Ellie, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for considering me. Oh my God. Contenders. I, I love this show so much. I love the character of Kimmy so much. I, I feel like there's so much darkness on TV and I like dark television. Yep. This is a ray of light. Like every episode, it makes me smile. That makes me happy to hear that. And I happen to agree with you. I think that in, there's a lot of sarcasm, there's a lot of irony, there's a lot of cynicism on television right now. And that's not a bad thing, but I do think this show takes a break from all of that. And visually, it's literally very bright, yes. very colorful. Um, it's just, even the ads for the show are just bright, bright, bright. But I think at the core of the show is a, is a sort of message of hope. I mean, I think that's what the, essentially the show is about, is not giving up. Anyway, I, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, cause I'm, I just watched the first six episodes of the, the new season and I was just, and, and maybe because a lot has happened since last season in the real world. Yeah, I know. Um, and there's so much darkness. I feel like. I need Kimmy more now than ever. That makes me... Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, this is like... We've all just been sort of stunned. I don't mean... Whoever you voted for, wherever your... Whatever your opinions are, I think, of course, the whole country has just been kind of stunned. And, like, I think that this... I hope that this provides a a welcome kind of break from, from, you know, the daily daily turmoil that we're all going through. Um, But, again, I don't think that it shies away. I think... Uh, hand in hand with its message of hopefulness is the fact that life is hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, my character went through an unimaginable, um, a, a, a sort of uh, what might be to some people an insurmountable um, obstacle in her life, and emerged not only intact but also ready to move forward. So I think that it doesn't shy away from the idea that life sucks and that there's really hard things to go through but it kind of embraces that idea because you have to keep moving forward with all of that darkness and move forward with optimism and and just sunniness which is i think what i love about the character of kimmy and it doesn't feel fake it feels just very genuine about who she is she's just very optimistic about the world she is and i and i and thank goodness the writing is in the very capable hands of robert (laughs) carlock and tina fey because I did think, and I've said this before, but when they described the premise to me, I thought, how is that going to be a comedy? Because it is so depressing and dark. And they do this magic trick of making this comedy out of this very dark subject matter. And it's very funny. And it's um, it does have uh, the character of Kimmy. I, I hope the way I play her is not grating. Certainly the writing is not grating at all. It's, that she, it's just in her DNA that yeah. she is an optimist, I think. But this is... To me, I, and what I love about your portrayal of this character is it's a really tricky role to pull off because I feel like on paper, this could be a really grating character. Not that the writing is, but just the very essence of who she is could be very cloying and get old after a while. But I never feel like you managed to strike that balance of this woman who is, she's naive, but she's also so smart. Absolutely. And, and, and thank you for that because I... I worry about that sometimes just because uh sometimes sort of relentless optimism like the sun in LA could get <laughs> could be 
um, a little too much. But again, I think so much of that is in the writing of yeah. it. She, they, uh, we see Kimmy when she's frustrated. We see her when she's angry. I mean, often her she's indignant because of some sort of injustice. I think that she is 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 angry that the world isn't as um, giving and thoughtful maybe as she is so I think that her frustrations come from very kind of selfless um, triggers but we do see her in those darker moments and I think that that helps to balance out her big smiles and um, and relentless cheers so I think uh, there's a good combination of that of that in there and also she is smart like you said she's not mm -hmm. she might not be book smart keep watching this season and I was <laughs> I was a little, I wasn't disappointed, but I, I, it, it occurred to me that Kimmy might not be so book smart. <laughs> but she's got streets, she got bunker smarts. Yeah, well, she's in college this season, so that's yeah. really testing her, her, yes. her book smarts. <laughs> um, and I, the, the thing about this role is, I, like, I can't imagine anyone else playing this character. Like, you so embody this role, and, and I think that's, that's the mark of a, a great performance, I feel like, because I can, literally cannot imagine anyone else playing this character. You, that you're making me feel great. I, 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 I do think I, I always cling to the idea that no one is irreplaceable. That you that you can that people can be replaced. I think that keeps you keeps you in your place. But I appreciate you're saying that. I think a lot of it has to do again just with something that I can't help, which is a big face with a big smile. That's my phone going off. Yep. How rude is that? Not rude. But do you need to address it? No. Okay. Alright. Um, <laughs> uh, so take me back. When you first were approached about this role, how did you react to to Kimmy? Um, oh, to Kimmy herself. Yes. Well, well, two things. I met Tina and Robert uh, just as a get to know you at um, uh, uh, St. Regis. We had a drink, and I remember I was like, what do I, what do I order? I'll just get whatever they're having. Were and you I, nervous? Of course I was nervous. These people are geniuses. <sighs> and I was, yes, I got there so early. I hid out at the H&M, like on Fifth Avenue, just waiting until 7.30 or the appointed time. And I just like to sat very quietly and tried to meditate, which I can't meditate. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> anyway, I was very nervous because I'm huge. I'm a huge fan of their work. And on 30 Rock and beyond. And then I met them and they couldn't have been nicer and blah, blah, blah. Everything you always hear about them. And then a few months later, they came back. We met, we met again and they had the idea for the pilot. And I don't think the script was written yet, but I remember thinking, and I've, I've said this before, but I remember thinking that it was some sort of test to see if I believed them or not. Like, like, am I Ellie smart enough to work with these people? Because the idea for the show just sounded so so nuts to me. I yeah. didn't see how this could be a comedy on NBC. And then when I read the pilot a couple months after that, I saw, oh, this is how this is how they make this is why they're brilliant because they did make this uh, sort of I thought crazy notion into a comedy and they managed to do it and that's why I think it's kind of magic. It's sort of a magic trick because I I don't I wouldn't be able to sit down and do that, but they did. And um, what I loved about Kimmy is Kimmy the character is that there is as opposed to Kimmy the dance, I don't know, Kimmy <laughs> the person I play, is that she is a essentially a fish out of water. So it's heightened circumstances and it is a more extreme version of being in a new place and starting a new life. But at Again, at its core, it is a very relatable, I think, um, idea. I think many people have been a fish out of water and placed in a new environment and learning how to come to terms with that and navigate that new place. Not many people had faced the circumstances that she had faced prior to, but I still think um, I related to her in that way. I mean, I, I grew up in St. Louis in like a leafy suburb. I did not. <laughs> 
emerge from a bunker, but still just moving to New York and having this, you know, new wonderland at your fingertips and, and figuring out that not everyone is nice and people will try to scam you and you might not get a smile to everyone you smile at is, you know, sounds stupid, but it's, mm-hmm. it's relatable. That's, that's a thing I think that I understood well. And, um, but I, this will sound really dorky, but I feel inspired by Kimmy. It sounds dorky because I'm the one who plays her, but she has this thing that she does where she doesn't let um, outside circumstances control her. I do that a lot in my real life. I think I'm quick to blame other things for things that are going wrong in my life. And Kimmy doesn't do that. She faced the most horrendous circumstance of all time, but doesn't let that define her going forward. And I just think that there's a lot of wisdom and strength in that. Long answer to your question. No, but, but a good answer. Okay, thanks. The original title of the pilot, wasn't it like Tukin? Yes. I Because I heard I that, that I heard that title. Remind me what that, because they were Tukin? Like, oh. Yeah, so it's T-O-O-K-E-N. Some people would say Tukin, some would say Tukin. I think those were the only two variations. But So it, I think Tukin is a slang term for being taken. Yeah. And so, yes, those ladies were kid. They were taken, they were kidnapped. And Tukin, I have to be careful, but it's a funny word. It's just a funny word. Yeah. Tukin, Tukin. It's funny. Um, but I, I, I don't know when. I, I wasn't privy to the details of why. The right. Sh- but I remember hearing that title yeah. and then hearing the concept of the show, <laughs> and I was like, oops, Tina's going to have her first miss. Because it just <laughs> did not seem like it was going to work to me. I, the title I, and the premise, it was just so wackadoodle. And then the show <laughs> that I watched was just not anything like I imagined. And of right. course, the name had changed, title had by changed then, yeah. by then. And what did you think of the new title? Um, I loved the new title. Good. I did, I did. I loved the new title. Yeah. And to me, the show feels, uh, is very rhythmic, similar similar to 30 Rock, I feel like. And this, the, the the music and just like the, there's a lightness to the flow of the the, 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 the cadence of the show. And it's quick, right? Everyone yes. talks fast and, and 30 Rock, I feel like they had to talk fast because they only had 22 minutes right. on broadcast network. And here they talk fast just because I think it's already been established that they're fast talkers. <laughs> But yes, the I agree with you. I think that the cadence is very similar, and the jokes come so fast. So fast, like, you miss. I miss uh, a lot. It's I miss a, a lot. It's a good show to re- repeat. Yes, it is. And also, oh no, should I say this or not? I think I'm, I'm, I don't know if my hearing's getting worse. I don't know what's happening. I watch like all shows with subtitles now, just so oh, especially really? comedies. Yes, so that I can catch the joke. <laughs> Is that terrible? Am yes. I 100 years old? Yes, yes, you are. That is terrible, and you're 100. Confirmed on both counts. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Is <laughs> she? I was when I was watching the first six episodes, and I want to get into some of the stuff from the, this new season. It, it dawned on me that this is this has to be an exhausting character to play because literally she is always on. I know. Yeah. I, okay. Let's be clear. On this scale of things, it is not an exhausting <laughs> job. People go working in coal mines yes. and work night shifts and. Okay, that is an exhausting job. I would say the energy of Kimmy is sort of hard to maintain only because, yeah, she's like at 100 all the time, whether it's anger or cheer or cheerfulness or, you know, frustration. It's always, I, there's there's not really like an in-between, I don't think. But having said that, I, I feel like for all of the characters, these characters are kind of operating at a very yeah. high decibel. But of course, just if from a realistic point of view, there are, or I guess a reality check, there are breaks in the day and lighting takes a long time and they turn the cameras around and that's 20 minutes mm-hmm. where literally you can go take a nap that's coal miners can't go take a nap so anyway yeah. um, <laughs> remember that yes they can't noted they can't um 
But yeah, I think sometimes, I think sometimes just like this, your smiling the muscles start that, to work. Yes, the smiling was a yeah. thing that dominated because she is just so like always yeah. like happy. And always smiling. happy. Yeah. And so I, the first year I felt like, okay, during the downtime, I need to stop talking to people without being rude. And I still am figuring that out because yeah. you just want to rest your Right. Big clown face. Yeah. You feel free. You don't have to smile during this okay, interview I at all. You just... <laughs> the rest of the interview is very grim. <laughs> uh, so this season, the big through line is Kimmy goes to college, mm-hmm. which is really fun because she's now, you know, once again, a, a fish out of water within a fish out of water kind of thing. Like, uh, it's like just seeing her in this new setting. Does that take us through the whole season? Pretty much this college storyline? Yeah. Yeah. She, um, uh, they move, we, we, the show moves on from it um, by... The conclusion of the season but yeah. yeah it's she's at columbia on presumably a rowing scholarship yeah. the whole time which is hilarious I, I loved that when i read that at the table read i was so happy i don't know why i just like that she's so strong physically strong i like that she's an athlete and by the way she wins a scholarship that ivy league colleges do not grant like they don't give athletic scholarships but somehow she gets right it because she's kimmy schmidt that's right <laughs> but they it, yeah it, it well, you'll watch, but as you know this. She is basically... And this will come out after people afterwards. have... Afterwards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this will, in like two weeks, it's two, okay. people will have seen a okay. lot of it. Yeah. So we all know. She's task-rabbiting. Task yes. Gets herself on an erg, which is that stationary yep. rowing machine, and then she's just so good at it. By the way, we filmed that, like, it was either the day after or the week of the election, and I just remember it being so cathartic, just oh, like really? rowing it out. That was a crazy day, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. Whoever you were, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But what I love about Kimmy is that there is so much we don't know about her, and so much she doesn't even know about herself. I know. So it's like, it does, it's not out of the realm of possibility that she would have this unique strength oh, yeah. that is specific to this sport. And I can't wait to see in subsequent seasons what, uh, fingers crossed, what... Um, what else do we discover about her? Like these yeah. hidden talents. Yeah, exactly. It's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> and so David Diggs is on the season mm-hmm. as a love interest for, for Kimmy. What was it like working with him? He's fantastic. I like the rest of America. I'm a huge fan of Hamilton. Okay. And I had seen it. I saw it really early on and loved it. And he is, um, he's really funny, which I shouldn't be surprised that he was funny. But what I liked about the character he played as well is that Kimmy is um he kind of introduces her to the idea that she can aim higher she goes to college because she wants to be a crossing guard which is also good but he mentions that she can study philosophy she can sort of now that she's in this amazing uh place can pursue whatever she wants to and she shouldn't you know she shouldn't be keeping anything uh low if she can if she can aim higher and I think Perry is the name of the character played by Debbie Diggs, Perry kind of not gives her a pep talk, but I think inspires her in that way to, mm-hmm. you know, challenge herself, I guess. And is Dong out of the picture? For now. Yeah. Which is sad. We yeah. like Dong, right? We, oh, we do, but I, I also like seeing Kimmy play the field. I like seeing her with new people. I could, I'm not ready to see her settle down. I agree with you. And I love, because she missed that whole sort of necessary time of adolescence and teenagerdom mm-hmm. where she was not doing much dating and she you know what I kind of thought this about Erin Hannon as well they like these characters they're kind of weird ladies but they really date a lot which is great <laughs> <laughs> they like they kind of go after it which I really like and I I, I missed on but I agree with what you're saying which is 
having seeing her go out and play the field and see what's out there is exciting. Yeah. How fun is a regular work day with this cast, with Titus, with Jane? It, you know, Again, yeah. it seems, I don't know, like I watch the show and I'm like, oh my God, I would love to be part of that little troupe. I, you're correct in thinking that because, uh, again, I was a huge fan of um, all of these people that I get to work with now. Carol Kane is a legend. legend. Jane Krakowski, I love on Alan McBeal and 30 Rock. Titus, I hadn't met before and I had seen him on 30 Rock, of course. And he is, he's one of those people who when I met him, I felt like I've known you before. Like I had his number from day one. I just, I, I feel really lucky that I get to spend so much time with him because he happens to feel like a brother to me. Maybe not a biological brother, but, but a brother. <laughs> <laughs> because he's black and I'm white. Yeah. But, but still. Thank you for And there's nothing wrong with that, by no, the way. No. People I, of different races can interact. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, it is a thing where it's like you do sort of eye pinch myself. Not literally, but if ever I'm tired or feel like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a long day. It's like, you're crazy because look at the people who you get to surround yourself with. And then we have these cameos of by oh people who, because Tina Fey and Robert Carla can just pick up the phone and call any amazing person. And it, it is so lucky for us that we get to work with them. Yeah. And I'll mention some of them, Fred Armisen and Amy Sedaris and Ray Liotta is on this season and Laura Dern, Maya Rudolph, who I didn't get to work with, but yeah. you well, know, it's crazy. Laura Dern was great. She's so cool. I mean, she's Laura she's, Dern. Yeah, she's Laura Dern. But that was fantastic. Um, is do you have a problem like, like, trying not to break character because the stuff is funny, or is it by the time you shoot it, it's like because I know it's just it's technical stuff and you've already read it, so yeah. maybe you got the laugh out of your system. Right. But there are times like I'm watching. I'm like, how did they get through this scene? I know. Yeah. I, I think. Yes, and, and oftentimes looking at Titus's eyes just makes me laugh because, again, he knows me and I know him, and, like, if something is funny, it's just funny. And so sometimes when the camera isn't on you, like, if it's your coverage, the other person will, like, have to look, like, at your, just slightly above you just to keep from laughing. Yeah. And what a lucky problem to have. Yes. What yes. a very lucky problem to have. Yeah, sometimes, like, when it's the 10th or 11th time saying it, it's not so funny. But then sometimes you go, you veer then into slap-happy mode where it's like, okay... But I always, it's, I guess it's not so professional to laugh, but it happens, it happens. And again, a very, a very lucky problem. So your relationship with Tina initially was you were starstruck and mm -hmm. idolized her and everything. What yeah. is it like now, three seasons in, what is your relationship like, you know? I still very much feel, because it's accurate, that she is the boss and she calls all the shots. I mean, certainly open to um, input, but she's the boss, and that's why she's Tina Fey. But she's also, I don't know how she does this, she's incredibly approachable by, probably, probably to a fault, because I feel like anyone can come up to her. She has this very, I think, rare ability to make people feel at ease, um, including parents, which <laughs> my parents have visited the set several times. She's always so nice to them, and I know she has a million things to do. And I always appreciate her taking the time to make them feel comfortable. So thank you, Tina, for that. But I do think that she, um, you know, she runs the show. She created the show. She writes the show. She stars in the show. Just a little bit this year. But still, yeah. she stars in the show. And, um, you know, she. W I felt very lucky that she is my boss. Uh, I had a baby this year. And she is a mom of two. And, you know, I think that unless you're going through that, you don't totally understand what it's like. And so it was very uh, fortunate for me to have her there and, she was like just very helpful and, and talking about even just like the gritty 
maybe like gross details of, of having babies. Not this not, not for this. Show. Not for this. Not for okay. this one. Just not, race. Not for Just this talk one. about race. Okay. File that one away for that's a different <laughs> podcast. Just the no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so congratulations on the birth of your son. Thank you. I wasn't mentioning it to get a congrats. No, no, no. I know. But thank you. <laughs> but was it hard to go back to work? Were you, were you like sort of? Yes, yeah. I thought it was so hard, and I have a great job, so I yeah. I can only imagine how hard it is for for women who don't like their jobs to yeah. go back to work. But yeah, it was hard. It's just because everything shifts so suddenly. Yeah. So I, you know, this was a this is about season three, but I I rewatched the season two finale mm-hmm. um, because it's one of my favorite episodes yeah. of the show ever. Oh, good. And since I have you here, and I know we talked a little bit about this at the, on the red carpet at the Emmys because we talked about the roller coaster thing, which I just thought was one of the most genius sequences I've ever seen on a comedy. Oh my gosh! Just at so many like what a creative way to force these two women to confront their their yep. issues that they have with each other right and also and cathar- again i keep saying cathartic but yeah you don't have to look at each other it's like you're <laughs> they're facing out and they're having it out it's and it's you can really scream smart. as loud as you want yep. and no one cares nope because it's a roller coaster yeah. how many times did you go on how how long were you on that roller coaster? well here's the thing i speaking of baby i didn't go on the roller coaster because i was so like barely pregnant but even the i think i maybe was like 10 weeks or so way before you're supposed to tell anyone but it did but i told tina because i read at the table read we would be on a roller coaster and it just doesn't seem smart to be if heaven forbid anything should go wrong you would always blame that roller coaster even if it was so early on so in any case we dig into the gritty details after all. But in any case, Lisa Kudrow and I were on a rig, basically. These genius set designers made a rig for us, and it, it and most of it is green screen, which you couldn't even tell, could you? What? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. That's insane. They're so good. Yep. I know they, the editing of it is genius. But you, it still looked like you were flying uh, through the air, though. So I you know. were you moving? Yeah, we were moving on this rig, but we were it was like on a green screen. So it was we were stationed and it just rocked back and forth but you so you weren't dropping like no i know isn't that nuts well that's also great acting because oh, it literally nice. looked like like it i was, thought you were on a roller coaster that makes me so happy that you didn't know that because because in that it, same episode you you were in a car with the green screen in the background was so hilariously bad you know so <laughs> Wait, i was it bad on purpose i, don't I know. think it was probably bad on purpose Who knows? i mean yeah. it was like sitcom green screen yeah, car yeah, yeah, but yeah. i would have never imagined that that yeah. was wow yeah 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 it was i know isn't that i remember they sent me the like i don't know the 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 preliminary uh edit of it and i couldn't believe that we actually weren't on the roller coaster although at the very beginning we went on the roller coaster like as it was like starting to take off yeah. that part we did do because it was just flat and every single time i was so terrified that they would forget to like Stop. Yeah, and that we would just be like taken up. How do you, you can't stop a moving train. I thought we'd be up and zooming because that's a scary roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, but I would never know because we weren't, we weren't actually on it. So isn't that, I know they did an excellent job on that. Um, Will we see Lisa again? Not this season. Oh, I can say that. Not this season. Yeah, Yeah, I can say that. People will see it. Yeah. Yeah, no. And she's, I mean. There's more, there's more to be mined there with that relationship. I couldn't agree more because it's not over. It's, I think there, it was an important step for Kimmy to come to grips with the fact that she can't change her mom. Her mom is her own person and, and things, some things aren't changeable, but I don't, I personally don't, I hope that she sees her again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you keep in touch with the, your friends from the office? Yes. In fact, I just saw Jenna. Jenna and I just had lunch. Jenna Fisher, who played Pam. Um, <laughs> we just had lunch a couple weeks ago. I 
we took mostly talked about mom stuff to be honest yeah. with you um i adore her i saw ed helms like two days later coincidentally yeah um mindy i haven't seen her in a while but i keep in touch with her i'm sad not to keep in touch there's like other people who i wish i talked to more like oscar and angela um but how great is that was that cast i feel so nostalgic i feel like that was not high school but i just that it was well to it go for and also to have the office yeah. and then go into kimmy schmidt i you I mean you have some good agents uh, yes i do that it the timing of the office was nuts because sharon jackson introduced me to the um mike sure at the office like i think this the fall before or when he was creating parks and recreation mm-hmm. and that's when i met mike and greg daniels and then um yeah, the timing of that and the orchestrating of it was just really good. I do have good agents. Thanks, agents. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming by. You're off to the Tonight Show. I am off the t- to the Tonight Show. Are you, you saved all your your uh, pregnancy stories? Yep, for, all the, for yep, the, tonight all show. the afterbirth stories. Great. Yep, placenta. Placenta. Yep. Placenta. We said it. We got it in. <laughs>